from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 155.5, Battle Files on Snake Eyes. I'm your host, Ryan, and welcome back, everyone. Yes, this is a uh, something new I'm going to be trying here, and you guys can let me know what you think of it, if you like it, don't like it, what you would want to change about it, if you want a little bit more than what I'm offering you guys, or a little bit less than what I'm offering you. But what I'm looking to do here is... Uh, with these 0.5 episodes. I'm not going to do them all the time, so it's not like there's going to be a 0.5 episode in between every episode. But every now and then, I will come out with one of these episodes, and what they really are is to be a character study on some character within the Star Joe's universe. So I know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they they like Star Wars, or they like G.I. Joe, or they like Transformers, but they don't really know a lot of the other properties or the characters in those properties that we talk about on the show. So I thought, you know, to maybe pique some interest in people or just to make things a little bit more well-rounded for everybody, uh, I wanted to actually do some studies on or some reviews on particular characters and kind of give you some background with those characters. And sometimes it's going to be a very popular character. Sometimes it'll be a very obscure character. So it's just whatever, you know, maybe something's going on in a certain comic or on a cartoon or something like that with, with a character, I'm like, you know, that would be a good one to cover. So whenever I get a chance, I'm going to do one of these type of episodes and kind of throw it in between some of our other episodes. So this way, it's just a, a short, quick episode that'll get out there for you. I'm hoping that these won't be anything longer than 15, 20 minutes, but you know how that, that planning goes with us. So they could definitely be longer. Uh, I also wanted to be able to resurrect the Battle Files uh, intro. We used to use it all the time whenever we were doing like top five lists and, and things like that because those were battles. But really, battle files came from G.I. Joe. It used to be a way to get dossiers on, on different characters. So basically a spotlight on a character. So I thought, well, let me go ahead and resurrect our battle files intro and do it 
the way G.I. Joe did it, which is highlighting certain characters. So this episode is going to spotlight Snake Eyes. I thought, you know what, let me start off with a popular character and let me start off with a character that is really, you know, one of the biggest characters or really is the biggest character in G.I. Joe. And uh, whether he's your favorite character or not, you can't deny that Snake Eyes is the face of G.I. Joe when it comes to a lot of people. Yeah, there could be an argument for Cobra Commander, of course, uh, but really Snake Eyes is, is the one that people really gravitate towards. It's why he appeared in the movies. It's why he appears in every version of G.I. Joe that's ever been out there is because he is a very popular character. He, How I like to relate to him is he's the Wolverine of G.I. Joe or he's the Batman of G.I. Joe. He's the character people gravitate towards. But as you can imagine, he has a lot of history behind him because of that and a lot of different continuities going on. So why don't we go ahead and jump right in to uh, our Battle Files on Snake Eyes. Battle Files. All right, guys. Well, when we're talking about Snake Eyes here, let me give a brief rundown as far as who he is, where he comes from. I would be surprised if you didn't know who Snake Eyes was, but again, that's the point of these episodes is to cover a character that maybe you're not familiar with. So when we're looking at Snake Eyes, we have uh, Snake Eyes is a character from the G.I. Joe Real American Hero toy line. So it's it's the Larry Hama version of G.I. Joe. It's, so it's not the 12-inch line. He didn't exist during the 12-inch line. Um, he appears in the toy line, the comic books, and cartoon series. He is one of the original and most popular members of the G.I. Joe team. Snake Eyes is one of the most prominent characters in the G.I. Joe Real American Hero franchise, having appeared in every series of the franchise since its inception. He is portrayed by Ray Park in the 2009 live-action film G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra and the 2013 sequel G.I. Joe Retaliation. And you really couldn't do those movies without having Snake Eyes. I think that would be the first thing people would question is, okay, we're doing G.I. Joe, but we're not having Snake Eyes in it? And he was there from the very beginning, so it's not like... He was a popular character that came later and all of a sudden took over G.I. Joe. He was there from the very beginning. So his first appearance was in G.I. Joe Real American Hero number 1 from June of 1982. Uh, he has a couple aliases, which is the Silent Master and Mr. Hebime. H-E-B-I-M-E. I have no idea how to pronounce it. If any of you guys know out there how to pronounce it, please let me know. Uh, he has uh, several different affiliations when it comes to who he teams up with. He, of course, is part of G.I. Joe. He's part of Ninja Force and Shadow Ninjas and Desert Patrol Squad, um, which are kind of subcategories of G.I. Joe. He's also part of the Arashikagi clan, and in one of his continuities, he was part of the Red Ninjas. His specialty is he's a commando, uh, covert mission specialist, uh, at least from 2004 to 2007 background. Uh, in 2008, he gained the specialty of being a ninja, and from 2009 to present, he also has the specialty notation of being a ninja commando, which is really the snake eyes I gravitate towards. I like the commando snake eyes. I like the ninja snake eyes. I like having my chocolate and peanut butter together, and that's how we get the ninja commando. His file name is classified. We don't know snake eyes' name. His birthplace is classified. We don't know where he's from, which is really a smart move on the part of the G.I. Joe creators. You have this character that is the most popular character, and he's supposed to be very mysterious. Why designate where he's from? You know, This way, he could be from anywhere, and if he's your favorite character, he could be from where you're from. Uh, his rank is an E5 sergeant, 
although from 1989 to 2008, he was an E7 Sergeant First Class, and from 2009 to present, he's designated as being, his ranking as being classified. His primary military occupational specialty is infantry. His secondary military occupational specialty is hand-to-hand -hand combat instructor. And his personal quote, which is kind of funny because he doesn't speak, but his personal quote is, move with the wind and you will never be heard. I'm sure he wrote it down or typed it up somewhere. Normally, I won't talk about the toys when it comes to these character profiles because that opens up a whole nother avenue when it comes to the characters within the Star Joe's universe. But when it comes to Snake Eyes, I do want to mention the different versions that are out there because they do become relevant in what we see in some of the continuities and everything. So the main versions that you'll hear most people talk about are version one, version two, version, and usually version four. Those are the three main ones you'll hear people talk about, but then obviously you have to kind of figure in what is version three. If you're looking at one, two, and four, what falls in between there? So let me give you a breakdown. When we're looking at version one, this is the 1982 version. He's the black goggled mask, black shirt, black pants, black belt, black gloves, black everything. He comes with his Uzi pistol and a uh, black pack of explosives. This is the Commando Snake Eyes. When we're looking at version two, the 1985 version, this is where he has the black mask, but he has the dark gray visor uh, that we see probably the most of this version when it comes to Snake Eyes these days. He has the black shirt and gloves with uh, dark gray grenade belt diagonally across his chest. Uh, he's got black boots, dark gray belt, uh, and he comes with a black square backpack. He's got an Uzi and a black sword, which has like a ribbed hilt and a curved blade. And he comes with his gray wolf, which is timber. Um, version 3, it came out in 1989, and this has the black face mask with, a, with silver goggles. Uh, has a black shirt with silver cross swords on his uh, chest, silver wristbands, black pants with a silver belt, black boots. Um, he has a dark gray submachine gun with a hook on the end, a uh, thin, smooth silver air gun, a uh, silver sword with a claw on the hilt and four holes in the blade, and a three-piece silver chain weapon. So that, that's what the toy came with. And it's, so it's a lot more silver and black than gray and black. And then you have your version 4, which came out in 1991, and this is the, the Deke uh, cartoon version, the DIC car, uh, cartoon version. This is where he's got the black face mask with red goggles and silver mouth grill. Uh, he's got a blue shirt with black and gray vest, black gloves, black pants, uh, and the black pants have blue stripes on the legs, black boots with a blue shin covering, and uh, he has his blue backpacks uh, with a spring missile launcher, uh, red submachine gun, two red swords, and a red grappling hook missile with a V-shaped tip. Uh, and then he, that version actually came with a black figure stand. So, so really what you're looking at is the three main versions is you have your Commando Snake Eyes, your Ninja Commando Snake Eyes, and then the last one is your, your Deke version. That's the one where he's got the red goggles and mostly blue and black look. So those are the versions you see most of the time. Now, when it comes to Snake Eyes, a lot of the general things that have carried over through most versions uh, are that Snake Eyes was trained at the Military Assistance Command, uh, Vietnam Recondo, which is an American military term for reconnaissance and commando for highly specialized infantry training. Uh, and this was in Nha Trang. 
Uh, he served in the Long Range Reconnaissance Patrol in Southeast Asia with Stalker and Storm Shadow, eventually leaving the service to study martial arts with Storm Shadow's Arashikage Ninja Clan. He has undergone drill sergeant training and is a former U.S. Army Special Forces and Delta Force operator. He is an expert in all NATO and Warsaw Pact small arms and a black belt in 12 different fighting styles. This is why you can pretty much take on anybody. He is also highly skilled in the use of edged weapons, especially his katana and spiked knuckled trench, uh, trench knives. He is also equally qualified with the use of firearms and explosives. Very little else about his past has been revealed. So if he has other training and everything else, not much else has been really given out there. During one of his first military missions in the Vietnam War, Snake Eye's face was severely disfigured with a hel in a helicopter explosion. Despite a direct order from Stalker to leave Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow went back for him and was able to get Snake Eyes safely aboard another helicopter. Since then, Snake Eyes has, been, has had extensive plastic surgery to repair the damage, but his vocal cords cannot be repaired. That's generally what they follow when it comes to Snake Eyes. There's been different continuities, however, that have given him different origins, uh, different reasons for why he doesn't speak, uh, but most of the time it's because he's suffered some severe damage. He usually wears a, a black bodysuit along with uh, balaclava and uh, visor to cover his face. When out of his uniform, Snake Eyes is usually shown to be a Caucasian with an athletic build, uh, blonde hair, and blue eyes. Now when it comes to the Marvel continuity, the Marvel comics, which a lot of times is what we focus on the show, whether it's the Marvel continuity or the IDW continuity, that, those are probably the two areas that we follow the most on this show. But I love all the other ones, and we're going to talk about the other continuities as well. Uh, upon returning home from war, Snake Eyes met with Colonel Hawk, who informed him that his family had been killed in a car accident, which involved the brother of the man who would eventually become Cobra Commander. Devastated, Snake Eyes accepts an offer to study the ninja arts with Storm Shadow's family, the Rashikagi clan. Over time, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow became sword brothers and unintentional rivals for the attention and favor of Storm Shadow's uncle, the Hardmaster. During one of Snake Eyes' training sessions, the Hardmaster expressed a desire for Snake Eyes to take over leadership of the Rashikagi clan instead of Storm Shadow. Snake Eyes refused, but then Zartan, hired by Cobra Commander to avenge the death of his brother, mistakenly killed the Hardmaster instead of Snake Eyes using an arrow he stole from Storm Shadow. With Storm Shadow believed responsible for the death of the Hardmaster, the Rashikagi clan was dissolved. Snake Eyes was living a life of seclusion in the High Sierras with a pet wolf named Timber when he was recruited for the G.I. Joe team by Colonel Hawk and Stalker. During one of the team's first missions in the Middle East, Snake Eyes, Scarlet, Rock and Roll, and Grunt are sent to save George Strawhacker from Cobra. On the way, their helicopter collides with another in midair, forcing the Joes to bail out. When Scarlet is trapped in the burning helicopter, Snake Eyes stays behind to save her but a window explodes in his face, scarring him. So this technically maybe is where the whole connection between Scarlet and Snake Eyes occurs, why they, you know, you know, it's, you know, he saves her. She takes a liking to him from that. Um, despite his injury, Snake Eyes convinces Hawk to let him continue on with the mission. Straw Hacker, who was once engaged to Snake Eyes' sister, never learns the identity of the scarred masked soldier who saves his life. Later, when Scarlet is captured by Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes travels to Transcarpathia to rescue Scarlet and battles Storm Shadow for the first time since he had left the Arashikagi clan. 
Snake Eyes eventually learns that Storm Shadow joined Cobra to find out who was truly behind the murder of the Hardmaster. After discovering it was Zartan who killed his uncle, Storm Shadow leaves Cobra and becomes Snake Eyes' ally, ultimately becoming a member of the G.I. Joe team. Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow would team up for some of G.I. Joe's toughest missions, and the bond between them would be both strengthened and tested. In a story arc titled The Snake Eyes Trilogy, the Baroness seeks revenge upon Snake Eyes under the mistaken belief that he had killed her brother in Southeast Asia. She captures Snake Eyes while he is in recovering from plastic surgery to repair his face and shoots Scarlet in the process. Storm Shadow, Stalker, and Wade Collins lead a rescue at the Cobra Consulate building where Snake Eyes was in prison. After a second rescue mission for George Strawhacker and a run-in with the Night Creeper, Snake Eyes is finally reunited with Scarlet. For the first time in many years, Snake Eyes speaks Scarlet's name, and she wakes from her coma, eventually returning to active duty. As Marvel's G.I. Joe series is drawing to a close, Snake Eyes and Cobra Commander finally battle each other in issue 150. Snake Eyes eventually wins against the armored Cobra Commander, but the Commander would have the last laugh as he captures Storm Shadow and successfully brainwashes him back to the allegiance of Cobra. Snake Eyes and Scarlet would continue to serve G.I. Joe until its disbandment, and that's when the Marvel continuity ended. As a lot of you G.I. Joe fans know that are out there, there was a run by Devil's Due that picked up where the old Marvel continuity left off. And we have a continuation of Snake Eyes and Scarlet's involvement with each other, Snake Eyes' involvement with the G.I. Joe team. And what happens here is we have new elements in Snake Eyes' past uh, that were introduced during the Snake Eyes Declassified miniseries, which shows more of Cobra Commander's motivation to kill Snake Eyes while training to become a ninja. Snake Eyes had an encounter with Cobra Commander prior to the formation of Cobra, where Cobra Commander befriended Snake Eyes and tried to recruit him into murdering a judge. The judge had convicted Cobra Commander's older brother of arson and insurance fraud, resulting in the ruin of his brother's life, causing his spiral downward into alcoholism and ultimately the car accident that claimed both his life and the lives of Snake Eyes' family. Snake Eyes agreed to accompany Cobra Commander, but at the last minute refused to go along with the plan. Cobra Commander then killed the judge and swore revenge against Snake Eyes. And this resulted in, in him hiring Firefly, who in turn subcontracted Zartan to kill Snake Eyes while he was training with the Arashikagi clan. So this makes a lot more sense as to why Zartan would have actually killed the wrong person if he was sent there to kill Snake Eyes, because Firefly was the one that was originally contracted and then he subcontracted Zartan out. Uh, the first four issues of G.I. Joe Frontline featured Larry Hama's story, The Mission That Never Was, after the official disbandment, the original G.I. Joe team had to transport a particle beam weapon from Florida to General Colton's location in New York City. Since Billy, Storm Shadow, and the Baroness were left under the influence of Cobra's brainwave scanner at the end of the original series, Snake Eyes is on this mission to save Storm Shadow. At the end of the story, Storm Shadow returns to his ways as a ninja and says he will deal with Snake Eyes when he is ready. Snake Eyes and Scarlet move back to his home in the High Sierras where Timber has died but has sired a litter of pups before passing and Snake Eyes adopts one of them. After the G.I. Joe team disbanded, Snake Eyes and Scarlet leave the military and become engaged, but for unknown reasons, on the day of the wedding, Snake Eyes disappears and retreats again to his cabin in the High Sierras. The following Master and Apprentice miniseries reveals that Snake Eyes, along with Nunchuck and T-Bang, uh, were training a new apprentice, Ophelia, to be the last of the Arashikagi ninja clan, shortly after Snake Eyes and Scarlet became engaged. 
As Ophelia's final test, she and Snake Eyes confront Firefly for his role in the murder of the Hardmaster. However, Firefly kills Ophelia and escapes, leaving Snake Eyes devastated. As a result, on his wedding day, Snake Eyes breaks off his engagement to Scarlet in front of Stalker, then again disappears to his compound in the Sierras. There, he is approached by Sean Collins, the son of the Vietnam War buddy, Wade Collins. Sean asks Snake Eyes to train him as a new apprentice after watching his crew also getting slaughtered by Firefly on the night Ophelia was killed. Sometime later, Jinx and Budo call Snake Eyes to investigate new intel on the location of Firefly, who is working for the Nowhere Man. Snake Eyes confronts Firefly, who is meeting with another masked ninja revealed to be Storm Shadow. Sean is eventually given the name Kamakura and would later join the G.I. Joe team. In the pages of G.I. Joe Real American Hero, Snake Eyes and Scarlet would be reunited upon G.I. Joe's reinstatement, and the two again became engaged. Then, from the G.I. Joe Real American Hero, there was a new series that came out from Devil's Due called America's Elite, and this was an awesome series. If you've enjoyed the Devil's Due run of Real American Hero and you have not checked out America's Elite, it's definitely something you want to pick up. I actually dropped off after A Real American Hero ended, and I was like, oh, I don't want to start all over again with a new series, America's Elite. This is when it was coming out. Little did I know that I really should have just continued because it's really a continuation of everything I had read up to that point. So what you're seeing here with America's Elite when it comes to Snake Eyes is Snake Eyes is reactivated as a member of the team in G.I. Joe's America's Elite, along with Stalker, Scarlet, Flint, Duke, Shipwreck, Roadblock, and Storm Shadow. With their new... Covert status and reduced roster, they continue to track down Cobra Cells and eliminate them from their new headquarters in Yellowstone National Park, codenamed The Rock. On a mission, Snake Eyes tracks Firefly to Chicago and interrupts his attempt to assassinate a gang lord. Upon returning, Snake Eyes finds that Scarlet has been captured while investigating Cesspool. Snake Eyes reveals that both he and Scarlet had implanted tracking devices in one another and that only they knew the frequencies. Snake Eyes finds Scarlet on Destro's submarine in the Pacific Ocean and succeeds in rescuing her, but Destro escapes and Snake Eyes dies during the operation. Snake Eyes' body is stolen by the Red Ninjas in order to resurrect him, and the Joes track the Red Ninjas to China, where Sai Tin, head of the Red Ninjas, takes control of Snake Eyes and uses him to exact his revenge against Storm Shadow and Kamakura. They eventually defeat Sai Tin and return Snake Eyes to normal. So this is really where Snake Eyes became part of the Red Ninjas I had mentioned earlier. Then we go into G.I. Joe Reloaded, which was a completely new take on G.I. Joe. It was a grittier, think of G.I. Joe Resolute, which is like the grown-up version of the Sunbow cartoon. This was like the grown-up version of, I guess, of Marvel's A Real American Hero, although that was pretty grown-up at times, too. Um, but this was definitely a grittier take, and it was a brand new take. It was a very short-lived series. It only lasted, I think, 13, 14 issues. Um, but I thought it was really good. So in Reloaded, when it came to Snake Eyes, it's hinted that Snake Eyes is a former Cobra agent who quit and decided to assist G.I. Joe instead. Although he did not serve on the team, it was shown that Snake Eyes was interested in Scarlet, but the series ended before anything further could be explored when it came to that. Now, when we're looking at G.I. Joe versus Transformers, as far as those type of crossovers, this is what I'm going to be referring to is the Devil's Due crossovers that occurred. So, uh, in the first one, Snake Eyes appears in G.I. Joe versus Transformers, the Devil's Due crossover series with Transformers set in an alternate continuity. 
As G.I. Joe's organized, Snake Eyes is assigned to a group of soldiers protecting a peace conference in Washington. He is called Chatterbox, but does not actually speak because he has been dared by the other soldiers to actually keep quiet for a time. Snake Eyes is terribly scarred and loses his voice when Cobra Commander-controlled Starscream shoots CoverGirl's missile tank out from under him. His family is also killed during the attack. During the assault on Cobra Island, Snake Eyes slices open one of Starscream's optics and shoves a grenade into the socket. And then during the final part of the first miniseries, Snake Eyes is given a Cybertronian-based mech that allows him to fight the much larger Decepticons as well as Cobra agents in Decepticon suits. So outside of that, there wasn't a lot to highlight when it comes to Snake Eyes when we're dealing with G.I. Joe versus Transformers. He does appear in all of them, but he plays a lot smaller role in a lot of those stories. When we're looking at the Sunbow cartoon, unlike his comic book counterpart, Snake Eyes did not play a major role in the Sunbow's G.I. Joe Real American Hero TV series, with the exception of the first miniseries, The Mass Device, where some of his origins were explored. He was always portrayed as a trusted and loyal teammate and even proved to have a sense of humor as seen when he broke into a breakdancing routine on stage and later in, in disguise resembling Boy George in the Pyramid of Darkness miniseries, which we've covered on the show. In the first miniseries, Snake Eyes appears in his V1 uniform, but all of his later appearances, he wore a bluish-gray version of his version 2 uniform. He does not have a rivalry with Storm Shadow in the cartoon, who instead fights with such characters as Spirit and Quick Kick. Although Snake Eyes does not speak, the vocal effects of Snake Eyes' wolf Timber were provided by Frank Welker, and Frank Welker did the voice of Megatron in the original Sunbow Transformer series. Snake Eyes is shown in a few scenes of G.I. Joe the movie, including the opening title sequence, but like many of the characters of the Sumbo cartoon, he has a very minor role in the final battle, which is really a shame uh, to not spotlight him. When we're looking at the, the Deke cartoon, the D.I.C. cartoon, Snake Eyes was shown in his version 4 uniform. He did have a few key episodes and was shown to be working with his blood brother, Storm Shadow, who now was a member of the G.I. Joe Ninja Force. Snake Eyes was shown more in this series as a ninja, but none of his origins or his relationships were explored before this series ended. Uh, Direct-to-video stuff that came out, Snake Eyes is a member of G.I. Joe and all of the direct-to-video CG animated movies. The continuity of these movies does not tie into the previous history and more directly leads into the events of G.I. Joe Sigma-6. Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow are once again on opposite sides fighting each other, Snake Eyes is shown throughout G.I. Joe's Spy Troops, which marked the, his first appearance as a major animated character. He is a part of the team that goes to rescue Scarlet after, he is, after she is taken hostage by Zartan, but their relationship is not fully explored. Snake Eyes also spares Storm Shadow's life, even though he asks to have Snake Eyes end it. Snake Eyes is seen in G.I. Joe Valor vs. Venom as the, the master to both of his apprentices, Jinx and Kamakura. Snake Eyes gives Kamakura a sword named Tatsuwashi and battles Storm Shadow as well as several of the new Cobra Ninjas. In the animated short G.I. Joe Ninja Battles, a new apprentice codenamed Tiger Claw is joining the G.I. Joe team and learns of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow's past in the Rashikagi clan. Most of the movie is narration over original artwork and some scenes from the previous two movies, as well as some new footage at the end. This movie is not the same continuity as the comics, and events here do not seem to progress into Sigma-6. That leads us into Sigma-6. Uh, this is a series I've only seen maybe a, a couple episodes of. 
I know the toy line is really loved by a few people out there, uh, but it overall, unfortunately, wasn't very successful. Um, but when it comes to Snake Eyes in the Sigma-6 world, uh, Snake Eyes' history has been substantially changed from the Real American Hero series, but he still shares a connection with Storm Shadow, who refers to him as brother. Although Storm Shadow is a brainwashed Cobra agent, he blames Snake Eyes for the ruin of the Rashikaki Ninja Clan. Jinx and Kamakura serve as Snake Eyes' apprentices and G.I. Joe Reserve members. As in the original series, Snake Eyes is mute, but the reason for this is not explored. While the A Real American Hero cartoon series never showed Snake Eyes' true face, the Sigma-6 continuity takes some visual cues from A Real American Hero comics. In an episode when Snake Eyes is fighting Storm Shadow, his visor breaks and it appears that he has blonde hair, blue eyes, and a scar near his eye as a result of a training accident. In the sixth episode of Season 2, Snake Eyes faces off against a pack of wolves. After saving one, the unnamed wolf helps him throughout the episode and is later seen howling atop a hill near Sigma-6 headquarters. This was confirmed as Sigma-6 version of Timber when an Arctic Sigma-6 figure of Snake Eyes was released with Timber with the figure's bio card describing the plot from this episode. Now we get in G.I. Joe Resolute, which you've, if you've never seen anything G.I. Joe, but you kind of know about G.I. Joe, maybe you've seen the, the cartoon, the Sumbo cartoon, and you want to watch something that's a little bit more grown up when it comes to G.I. Joe, I highly recommend G.I. Joe Resolute. We've recommended it many times on the show. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to go out and see it. It's, you should be able to find it maybe on YouTube or some type of streaming channel. Uh, I have the DVD collection, uh, which I highly recommend because it puts all the different little segments together. When it comes to Snake Eyes and G.I. Joe Resolute, Snake Eyes first appears during a briefing on the attack of the USS Flag. And here's a spoiler for G.I. Joe Resolute, so if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this part. Skip ahead a few seconds. But during an autopsy on Bazooka, a scroll with the Arashikagi symbol on it is found. The instructions on the scroll tell Snake Eyes to go where everything began. A brief history of Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes is shown. In this series, their rivalry comes from Storm Shadow wanting his uncle to teach him the seventh step to the sun technique, a move that allows one to kill an opponent in seven blows. When his uncle refuses, Storm Shadow signals Zartan to assassinate his uncle. Snake Eyes is shot in the throat by Zartan to prevent him from warning their master, resulting in his becoming mute. Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow face off in a one-on-one -on -one battle. Storm Shadow initially dominates the fight, as he had been taught the sixth step to the sun compared to Snake Eyes' fifth. Snake Eyes, however, shows that he, in fact, was taught the seventh step to the sun technique and kills Storm Shadow with seven blows, the last of which perforated his skull. He later rejoins the rest of the team in their final assault on Cobra Commander's headquarters. The love triangle of Snake Eyes, Scarlet, and Duke is also explored slightly in this series. Early on in the episode, Duke makes Scarlet choose between Snake Eyes and himself, and she ultimately decides to be with Duke. Really bad choice, Scarlet. Uh, going into the last cartoon that was out there, uh, which was G.I. Joe Renegades. Uh, Snake Eyes is a member of G.I. Joe. He was given the name Hebi no Mi, so that must be how I pronounced it earlier, or should have pronounced it earlier, uh, which means Snake Eyes by his Arashikagi Sensei Hardmaster because he possesses the steely gaze of a serpent. He cannot speak after having his throat punctured and just shows up for special missions when called by Scarlet, who can trans, quote-unquote translate what he's thinking. He is not used to teamwork, but now that he has joined G.I. Joe, his sense of honor and morality would not let him walk away. In the episode Dreadnought's Rising, Zartan takes off his visor but puts it back on and says, You need it more than I do. 
Snake Eyes Wolf Timber made an appearance in the episode Whiteout, where he was rescued by Snake Eyes from a bear trap before they were assaulted by Storm Shadow and a bunch of Shadow Vipers. At the end, Snake Eyes asks Snowjob to watch Timber until he returns. In the episode Revelations Part 1, Scarlet learns that Snake Eyes briefly met her father and promised him to look after his daughter, and he shows signs of having feelings for her. During the time when Snake Eyes still spoke before his throat injury in the episodes Return of the Rashikagi Parts 1 and 2, Snake Eyes was voiced by Danny Cooksey, who is known as, uh, he's best known for being John Connor's friend in Terminator 2. He was Sam on Different Strokes, and he's done a lot of voiceover work. So that's really everything when it comes to Snake Eyes in the G.I. Joe universe. Now, I did mention the movie, uh, the live-action movies that are out there. All I'm going to say is go check them out. Uh, if you want to know about Snake Eyes' involvement in the movies, it's really he plays a minimal role in both movies as far as I'm concerned. Like, he does play a, a part in both of them, but... He's kind of a secondary character in them. When it comes to Snake Eyes in the IDW universe, well, really, go back to our first episodes where we start talking about it. But also, look ahead for an idea I have for Robert and Shannon and John and I to kind of recover the IDW universe when it comes to G.I. Joe, because I have some ideas about that maybe for the new year that I, I think you guys will find exciting and interesting, especially if you were interested in IDW universe of G.I. Joe uh, and wanted to kind of be brought up to speed when it comes to that. Um, there's a lot of hardcovers out there that collect these editions. Uh, I believe they're up to volume five now of the IDW G.I. Joe universe, so it's well worth checking out. There's also the Marvel run. It's called the G.I. Joe Complete Collection. Uh, those are some nice hardcovers produced by IDW as well. Uh, I highly recommend those as well. Um, but that's really everything. I know this one, this one episode went long. I know I said I wanted to keep these short, but we're dealing with Snake Eyes here. He's got a lot of history and he's got a lot of different versions to him and a lot of changes to that continuity. So I wanted to make sure I gave him his due. I hope you like this. If you do, let me know. If you think some things should change when it comes to these type of episodes, let me know that as well. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. That's how I can make these shows and these episodes better. Uh, but these should be a nice quick episodes uh, for you guys compared to some of our longer episodes out there. So with that, let me go ahead and give our information. You can find us at starjoes.com. You can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES. That's 440-941-J-O-E-S. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. It's at starjoespodcast. You can like us on Facebook. You can also become part of our group, our community group on Facebook. If you just submit a request to be part of the group, I will go ahead and approve it for you. And then you can be part of the large community that we are growing on Facebook there. Uh, I am still looking to create a forum that will probably come in the new year uh, for those that aren't on Facebook and would like to be part of a community of Star Joes. I uh, have a lot of things planned for the new year coming up, some possibly really exciting stuff, but I'm going to save that until I know exactly what is going to be possible to do for you guys. Uh we are looking to do a new episode coming up soon. I will have a previews episode probably coming out next for you guys. And then we're talking about doing, you know, 1983 movies, doing another animated episode, talking about comic book writers, all that fun stuff. You can find our episodes on iTunes. Please leave us a review if you, if you have not done so already. 
Uh, and uh, you can also find us on Stitcher Radio. It's a free app for your mobile devices, and you can make Starge as one of your favorites on there. With that being said, I'll go ahead and close the episode by saying the Force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys.